Welcome back, everyone, to another episode here on the 5571 Podcast. Joined today again uh, by my my co-host right now, Mondo Five Fires YouTube, uh, who's joining a second time as a special guest uh, as we discuss not only the the 5571 news, but also uh, talking about the hotels surrounding the design resort, those good neighbor hotels. And our recommendations are, are what we've experienced and what we would recommend uh, to listeners who are interested in that. This is a number one question I get all the time. This is a number one question that Mondo gets all the time. Uh, so I figured what better way than to share it with the audience here on the podcast, talking about um, those hotels that we, we would recommend to you as a listener, uh, who we would stay at again ourselves. Uh, so joined again, like, like I mentioned, by Mondo's from Five Fires YouTube. How you going? How's it doing, Mondo? What's going on? Doing great, doing great, Dan. Thank <laughs> you for having me uh, on the podcast again. Uh, I can't wait to talk hotels because it is a, a frequently asked question, and uh, we've stayed at and walked through these hotels that we're going to talk about today. So this will be great information for anybody traveling for the hundredth celebration. And uh, Lunar New Year, we got a lot of fun stuff coming at Disneyland very soon. Yeah, exactly. That's why I felt like it was a good opportunity to talk about it because with the 100th anniversary coming up, new attractions, new land coming in March, a lot of people are looking at places to stay. Uh, and it's a number one question I keep getting. But again, thank you so much for tuning back into the 5571 podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast by clicking the subscribe button in whatever podcast platform you're using, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button and also turn on the notifications for that podcast. So it lets you know when a new episode comes out. Typically, our episodes come out every week on Monday morning so that you have it on your commute. But I figured let's go ahead and wait a day since everyone had the day off for um, New Year's Day's kind of like observed holiday on Monday. So I figured give another day for people's commutes to come back to work the next day. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's going to be the day after New Year's <laughs> on Tuesday morning. Um, but let's go ahead and jump right into the 5571 news segment. And I first wanted to start off really with just some important dates, right? Of course, Christmas season, the holiday season is wrapping up at Disneyland. We talked about on the last episode all the different closures in relation to that and also just in general for refurbishments at Disneyland. Um, of course, the holidays are going to wrap up on January 8th. Um, and then the last, the, all the attractions that begin their closures are on January 9th. But the next big thing that's happening at Disneyland Resort, of course, is going to be the Lunar New Year celebration. That's going to be over at Disney California Adventure Park specifically. And that's going to be starting this year on January 20th. Uh, 2023 and going all the way until February 15th, 2023. This is going to be the year of the rabbits. So we have, we've had a year rabbit year of the rabbit before, of course, since it's always rotating different times, different years for different Zodiacs of the, of the uh, Chinese calendar, Chinese Zodiac calendar. Um, but this particular uh, New Year's lunar new year celebration is really going to be a, uh, a big one. Uh, Disney's kind of expanding it a little bit, I guess you could say, um, than they have before. Um, so back in 2017, they debuted um, the Hurry Home pre-show uh, for World of Color. Um, it was basically like a six to seven minute pre-show 
before World of Color that talks about or, or that showcases uh, the story of like a little lantern um, and it celebrates Lunar New Year specifically. This particular um, show was actually created for the grand opening of Shanghai Disneyland. And then they showcase it at Disney California Adventure for Lunar New Year. And they did it in 2017, 2018, 19 and 20. Um, but then we never got it back afterward, of course. So this year they're bringing it back to the pre-show for World of Color. So whatever version of World of Color is showing at that time, um, for January 20th and, and then of course up until the 27th will be World of Color 1 but uh, I'm guessing they'll probably just divert back to the original um, they'll basically be showing that pre-show Hurry Home um, before the World of Color show so make sure you catch that on the first night that you guys are doing that if you're going to be going to that of course the Lunar New Year celebration is going to be bringing the Sip and Saver Pass back with all the booths of food of having but the reason why I was saying it's going to be expanding is this year the Mulan's uh, Lunar New Year procession, which was debuted last year uh, for the first time in its new format. Um, it used to kind of go awkwardly to the Little Mermaid attraction and then kind of like make a big fat U-turn and then have to go back in the other direction. But this year, the website specifically calls out that the procession is going to start over at Paradise Pier like it normally does, but then head all the way over to Hollywoodland over by Guardians of the Galaxy, which is where the parades exit. Uh, so that's a really long parade route. Actually, Disney's California Adventures parade route is the longest parade route uh, that at the Disneyland Resort. So it's much bigger than Disneyland. So that's a pretty long one uh, for the procession to be heading down. But I think it's really cool that the, the footprint, I guess you could say, of Lunar New Year Festival is expanding. Um, do you think, Mondo, that we see anything else expanding besides the procession? Or do you think it's just going to kind of all stay contained like it normally is? man i i have a feeling it's gonna stay contained yeah i i think so too like i i don't i think we're gonna still see that archway right over yeah. um over I by i think their focus will be like from little mermaid and on to like i guess the golden zephyr and that corner um it would be cool though if mulan did extend in a hollywood lounge area uh, or just the hollywood studios over there by monster zinc so you kind of have like two zones dedicated to Lunar New Year. That'd be really cool. Um, kind of like we're essentially we're seeing the Wakanda Forever booth. Yes. Maybe Lunar New Year could expand that way. Potentially, potentially, yeah. And and I'm glad you brought that up too because um, the Wakanda Forever booth actually was only listed, or this Wakanda Forever celebration was only listed to last as long as the holidays. So I'm glad that Mondo brought that up too because that's technically supposed to go away as well too. But do we see keep Disney keeping that on? That's also a possibility as well too, right? Um, it did pick up a little bit more steam later on. The movie will be coming to Disney Plus. So there's a potential we could see it um, stick around for a little bit longer. Um, but like I mentioned, Lunar New Year Festival, a little bit bigger of a footprint this year, um, starting on January 20th. And it is the year of the rabbit, like we mentioned. So um, not only are we going to see Mickey and Minnie, in their special costumes for the Lunar New Year Festival. Of course, Goofy and Donald and Chip and Dale typically have their costumes as well too. Um, but we usually have a character that is featured by that particular year's Zodiac um, dressed in special outfits as well too. So we have lots of rabbits to choose from. Maybe we see Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Maybe we see um, Roger Rabbit even. I know that that was something that Mondo thought about <laughs> as an option. Well uh or we even see um um thumper as well too so those are all characters that do exist 
that have been out in the parks before. So we could see them out for Year of the Rabbit, uh, this particular celebration. But I'm excited. Uh, Lunar New Year is one of my favorite festivals at Disney California Adventure. And uh, I'm ready for it to uh, to be back. So I, <laughs> I feel like there's it. a lot more emphasis this year for for like a more grand, bigger Lunar New Year. Yeah, I'm happy they're bringing back the the hurry home uh, little pre-show for World of Color. It's really it's a really unique, fun thing. Um, I just feel like it really makes the whole park feel like it's celebrating it because not only do you have it with that nighttime show, you have the processional now going to the entire park. So really, it's it'll be even cool to see that going by like Carthay Circle. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like you wouldn't normally see that, so that's pretty cool. There's pl that also gives you a lot more space to watch the procession. Um, which is nice because there there kind of wasn't all that much space before Danny, when you had to do it. When when the when the procession only went to Little Mermaid, trying to get a viewing was hard. It, it was just packed. Yeah, it was packed. And of course, um, other live entertainment too um, will be returning to the Paradise Garden Bandstand. So they have some really great live entertainers during this. This is really just a fun festival. It's almost as as lively as festival holidays it really um, is it yeah really is. and one thing to note the redwood creek challenge trail will also be bringing back raya and the last dragon yes yes so lots of uh special characters different things like that so we'll have to uh we'll have to you know i'll be there opening day i think mondo will try to be there opening day as well too and if you one can thing, <laughs> just reading on the website from disneyland uh it says they're also going to be celebrating year of the rabbit or sorry, not the year of the rat. Uh, they'll be saluting the year of the cat for Vietnamese New Year. Oh, okay. And that's the first time I've heard of that. I'm reading just from the website, but that's cool. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Celebration going on. Yeah, year of the rabbit for Chinese New Year. We will also be saluting the year of the cat for the Vietnamese New Year because again, Disney's Lunar New Year celebration is not only uh, for the Chinese zodiac but it is um, celebrating the Chinese New Year, the Vietnamese New Year, and the Korean New Year. So there's all different things about that. Um, and there's different ways that you can learn about that too. And, and usually all that's set up over by Paradise Garden Grill area. So uh, definitely check that out uh, if you're there for the celebration. It's a lot of fun. And and I highly recommend the Sip and Saver Pass because yeah, that's what I was there's say, lots Danny. of stuff. <laughs> to me, uh, Lunar New Year is probably the, one of the top if not the the one I'm most excited for, for a sip and savor. Right. Yeah, and I really I, enjoy the, the and, options. And Mondo, Mondo and I, we like that hot dog bun Mickey thing. I don't know. A lot of people I, hate I on like, it. <laughs> yeah, I got like two or three last time. It was good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. But that's one of the more important dates, of course, coming up for Disneyland. And then the next date, just after that, a week later, there's going to be the grand opening of Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway on January 27th. Um, also that day is going to be the, the beginning of the Disney 100 celebration. And of course, world of color one debuting at Disney California adventure park, which we got a sneak peek of at, um, Dick Clark's rockin' new year's Eve special, uh, that they showed us a little clip of the show showing some scenes from Encanto, some scenes from star Wars, um, from soul and, uh, Moana on the, on the, the new show. So it's definitely going to be a hit with people that like current movies, um, it, but it's it is for the Disney 100 celebration, so it's featuring Disney animated movies and Disney movies just in general. Um, specifically for World of Color, it's kind of encompassing every Disney movie in its catalog, even the live action ones. Whereas 
The new show over at Disneyland debuting that same weekend, Wondrous Journey, is specifically only dealing with animated movies. Mm-hmm. So the the Wondrous Journey show at Disneyland will be showcasing every single animated movie in some way, um, from Snow White all the way until Wish, I think, which is the newest one that's coming out. Um, so they'll have a feature of all of the single characters in that, including a flyover from of Baymax uh, over the castle as well. Uh, and then for this World of Color 1 at Disney California Adventure, it's going to showcase not every movie, but they'll probably pick something from as many movies as they can um, to, to showcase in that. So it's encompassing everything. So a little bit different of a premise. But again, these are all meant to celebrate Disney 100. So it's not necessarily about Disneyland, but about the company's 100th anniversary, which, of course, is this year. So. Um, But that about wraps it up for special dates for Disneyland. Those are the dates to keep in mind. Those are coming up. So make sure your reservations are booked if you are coming on any of those important dates. And then for the Lunar New Year Festival, um, make sure you have a California adventure start on those days because most of the stuff starts pretty early. So you want to get started on that before the park hopping time. Um, But um, let's head on over now for the 5571 news segment to Knott's Berry Farm, talking about the Knott's Peanut Celebration, which actually also starts that same exact weekend. So January 28th, 27th, looking like a pretty busy weekend. <laughs> not only just a lot. <laughs> I know. Not only is it the opening of a brand new attraction at Design Resort, it's the Knott's Peanut Celebration kickoff, and it's the beginning of Super Nintendo World's annual pass holder previews that same weekend. So there's just so much going on. Um, but that starts January 28th at Knott's Berry Farm, and it goes until February 26th. So if you are planning to go to Disneyland that weekend and you want to do Knott's um, the following weekend or following week, you can. But of course, the uh, the Knott's Peanut Celebration, it's a family event, and it's dedicated to the beloved peanut characters. And, um, you know, there's lots of character meet and greets. There's extra entertainment. There's special food and snacks, um, decorations in the park. I would say it's a pretty big celebration, um, definitely centered around kids. Uh, then you know, but families in general too, and and fans of of the Peanuts, you know, franchise. Um, but I I'm looking forward to the Boysberry Festival, which starts after that. But this is fun. I've actually never experienced a Peanut celebration, but I know Mondo's been to it before. Mondo, would you say um, it's definitely one to mi- not miss if you're a season pass holder or just a day guest? I love the uh, peanut celebration. It's always a lot of fun. I feel like peanut celebration is one of Knott's more character-driven celebrations. Uh, lots of meet and greets. I hope one thing they do bring back is they used to do like a cavalcade throughout the day at the water fountain with peanut celebration uh, characters. Don't they typically too, Mondo, like debut a new peanut character that hasn't been at Knott's before? Yes, uh, that is true. They've done that many times. Or or like a, a rare outfit that you rarely see. That's, that's something they've always done. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm excited. Uh, for me, Peanut Celebration, I enjoy it more for like, because they usually do it. Recently, they also debuted a brand new stage show for Peanut Celebration. And it seems like every Peanut Celebration has had a new show at the stage. Uh, I forgot, what, I can't remember the name of the show, like Friends or Remember, remember Friends or something. It was something that involved Friends and it involved all the characters uh, that are Peanut Gang related. And I thought it was really corny at first. And then after watching it a couple times, the strong messaging about just 
friendship and, and growing uh, like a strong bond with friends. Uh, it really touched me and it, 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 I, it won me over tremendously. I freaking love it. I remember, I remember that show actually. I remember you telling me about it and that is generally at the main stage in Calico. So it's not like a, it's not just kind of limited to the celebration. Isn't just limited to um, camp Snoopy. It's going to be throughout the entire park. So I think that's, Important to notate as well. Yeah, it was called It's Your Life, Charlie Brown. It's Your Life, Charlie Brown. Okay. Yep, I loved it. All right. But yeah, that that is January 28th to February 26th. So about a month, a full month that you can celebrate uh, at Knott's Berry Farm if you are a season pass holder or if you're a day guest. Uh, keep in mind that's going on. And typically, um, from what I remember too, Knott's Peanut Celebration, Mondo, is only on the weekends. Yeah, Friday, it's like a yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, so it's not a, a every day of the week kind of thing. So definitely check the schedule. Um, Knotts puts that on there. It'll say like Knotts, it'll say like peanut celebration on like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you can just make sure that on the days that, and there are some weekdays that they'll pick um, that are like holidays and stuff that they'll also do it on. So just make sure you check the calendar if you're interested in doing some of this stuff that they have going for the peanut celebration that you're checking the calendar and making sure your day lines up with what's going on because it's not every day. So I should make that, make sure that that's clear as well too. Um, But that about wraps up the 5571 news segment. So now we can go on to our main street topic, which like we teased at the beginning of the episode is going to be about um, good neighbor hotels around the design resort. Uh, Like Mondo mentioned earlier, we've got a lot of exciting things coming to Disneyland um, in the next few months, not only um, with Runaway Railway, but Mickey's Toontown later on. Um, we have the the treehouse, a lot of things that will bring people to Disneyland. Um, a lot of people are looking for places to stay. And, and you know, unfortunately, right now, uh, there's a lot, just a lot of construction going on at Disneyland Resort Hotels. We've got construction at the Disneyland Hotel uh, for their brand new Disney Vacation Club, Tower Villas. And then we also have um, a complete renovation and redo of Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel into Disney's Pixar Place Hotel. Um, so lots of changes there. And But with that, there's um, you know some pretty expensive pricing at the Design Resort Hotels. Maybe not worth what you're paying uh, while you're there during all that construction. Uh, Mondo and I witnessed that firsthand over at Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel. It's certainly shaping up to be an amazing renovation, um, but staying there during the renovation, I don't know it's the best uh, way to spend your money. But <laughs> uh, with a lot of different alternatives out there, I kind of wanted to go through our top picks and our top recommendations um, of the different hotels surrounding the design resort. Uh, and I wanted to start with one first, and then I'll let Mondo talk about one of his as well. Um, but specifically for me, um, I wanted to recommend the the Marriott Residence Inn and specifically the Marriott Residence Inn next to the convention center. This is the one that's basically comp- directly adjacent to the large dome that you see for the Anaheim Convention Center off of Cattell Avenue. Um, this particular um, hotel has great amenities. And, and the reason why I recommend it is I, I typically stay there for D23 Expo. I stayed there multiple times. My family stayed there multiple times. And every single time... Uh, you know, it's, it's extremely comfortable stay. The rooms are spacious um, and it is a Marriott residence in residence, meaning um, every single room ha- is basically like a full apartment. You have a full size kitchen, a full size refrigerator, stove, oven, dishwasher, sink, you know, island countertops. So you can 
you know, not only stock up a little bit for maybe some uh, some snacks and things to make from inside the room, um, but then you also have multiple spaces. You typically have a living room space that's separate from the bedroom. And then the bedroom typically has a king bed or two queens, whatever you have in addition to being some sofa beds out in the living room. So these are large spacious rooms, but not only that, I've stayed at a lot of the hotels around Disneyland and this particular hotel has the best, in my opinion, breakfast that's included with your stay. Um, they've got Mickey waffles uh, that taste just like the ones inside the park um, available to you um, in the breakfast downstairs. But typically the breakfast is like 6 or 7 a.m. and goes until about 10 a.m. or 9 a.m. depending on the day of the week. And it's included in your stay. Every single guest can go down and have breakfast and they've got eggs. They have potatoes, hash browns and waffle makers and pancakes and yogurt and fruit and all the continental things you could want. Um, and it's all included, juice, coffee, things like that. Basically, fill up on breakfast and then head out to Disneyland. It is um, about a 10-minute walk. You're going to be directly across the street from um, like the 7-Eleven on the corner of Catella and Harbor. So you're basically just going to cross the street um, down and keep walking down Harbor Boulevard. If you'd like to, though, you could also head um, towards the Disneyland Hotel off of Catella Avenue and Disneyland Drive. Uh, and that would be maybe a little bit longer of a walk, but the benefit to that is, is that um, you can enter from the Disneyland hotel side and maybe ride the monorail in if that's something that you wanted to do. Um, but I, I love that hotel. Have you stayed there before, Mondo, the residence inn? Or did you just see it like when I was staying there? Only when you stayed, but it is, <laughs> it is really nice. Yeah, it it's really nice. Yeah, and I want to make sure that when you guys book this hotel or look it up, when you type in Marriott Residence Inn for Anaheim, you're going to get two. And a lot of times people accidentally book. There's another one on Ball Road. And the one on Ball Road um, is also sort of close to the hotel, but um, doesn't have the same amenities. Um, doesn't ha It's not as big of a hotel or as nice of a hotel. It's still a Marriott Residence Inn, um, but it's a little bit further of a walk. Um, you're kind of off the beaten path, kind of more towards the homes in Anaheim than you are. Um, so a lot of people accidentally book that one. I noticed when I stay there multiple times, a lot of people come to check in and then they're told, oh, you're at the wrong hotel. Um, and then they have to tell them to go to the other one. So just make sure you're booking the one on Catella Avenue next to the convention center. And that's the that's the one that we're referring to. But uh, so that was my number, uh, my, one of my first picks, I guess, for my the local hotels around Disneyland. But what's one of your favorite um, good neighbor hotels, Mondo? So I haven't always, like, I haven't stayed at many, but I've, like, walked into the room because, like, a friend is staying there or uh, we've done, like, a media event sometimes and stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot to choose from. There really is. There's a lot of options for Disneyland. Um, one of the ones that just kind of stands out to me from a convenience, the price point, and uh, the fact that, like, it's very accessible to the park is best Western. And it's the one that's right across from the Harbor entrance of Disneyland resort. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things uh, staying there. They have parking and they also have scooter rentals. If anybody uh, is interested on that aspect, uh, best Western is one of the ones that I've always heard great things about. Another one that I've heard uh, people rave about it is the candy cane in. Yeah. Well, I never hear a person talk negatively about the candy cane in. 
Right. And and I'm glad that you brought that up specifically because the Candy Cane Inn, I don't know if it's reopened yet, but we did talk to a representative at the hotel um, just because so many people love this hotel and its convenience of how close it is um, to Disneyland. Um, but they did say they would be opening either prior to the holidays or just after the holidays. So I'm not sure actually if they've opened yet because that, that wasn't one on my list. Uh, but definitely check into that because I think it might have just reopened. They went through a total renovation um, during the pandemic. They shut down and kind of redid everything and it hadn't reopened yet. So it is working to reopen or may may already be reopened at the time of this episode. Yeah, I don't think it's reopened either. But trust me, people are going to pounce on those openings when they don't, when it does. Yeah. And just to clarify, um, Mondo's referring to the Best Western Plus. That's the one on Harbor Boulevard. Because there is another Best Western um, off of Catella um, that is also highly rated too, but a little bit further of a way, further of a distance away. The one that Mondo's referring to is a lot closer, very right across the street on Harbor Boulevard. Um, and the prices are competitive. You know, it's got a great location, so it's probably more more of on the expensive side compared to other Best Western hotels. But you're still looking at, um, you know, two fifty, two sixty, two seventy a night um, for this hotel, which is a great deal. You can probably get like two sixties, two fifty deals from like Expedia or Hotels.com. So keep an eye out on that. But again, that's the Best Western Plus in uh, on Harbor Boulevard, um, and it is prime prime location uh if you're trying to get something close because you're just literally crossing the street at harbor boulevard um right in front of disneyland and walking right on in so you can't really beat the convenience there right yeah another one just i'm gonna just kind of fire off on a lot of these that, that i've heard and just talk to people in their experience one was element by weston anaheim yes that's actually the next one on my list yeah I heard really good things about just the amenities. Uh, the quality of stay there is really nice. Uh, there was one negative, and uh, it was a really close buddy of mine that she just hated the walk. She just could, she's just like, that walk is brutal. I don't know why I hate it, but that was like a big inconvenience because they don't have a shuttle uh, to take you to Disneyland. Yeah, uh, and that was actually the next hotel on my list. So I'll go ahead and expand on that a little bit yeah. more. Cause you so, were on a foot too there. Yeah, yeah. I, I stayed there on the night of um, Oogie Boogie Bash. So I, I wanted to stay there that weekend because uh, I was not only doing Halloween Horror Nights, um, but I wanted I was doing the Oogie Boogie Bash that same weekend. So I just kind of wanted to be kind of closer um, to all the action um, and being able to just go from Oogie Boogie Bash into uh, my room was great. Uh, it is a little bit of a of a longer walk compared to like the hotels on Harbor, like if you're staying at the Hojo or something like that. Um, but the Element Anaheim um, isn't that far of a walk. It's going to be closer or as close as the JW Marriott. Uh, like Mondo said, there is no shuttle. But um, the walk, honestly, I don't feel like it's that bad, um, to be honest, because you're only really crossing the street um, twice. Um, you're crossing just really quickly on a not so busy street right in front of the hotel. And then you're crossing the major street of Harbor Boulevard from Disney way. Uh, and those are the only two times you're crossing the street. Um, it's maybe 10 minute walk, 12 minute walk. If you're walking slower or 17 minutes, maybe if you're walking really slow uh, with younger kids, something like that. Uh, but it's not too bad. Um, I would definitely rather walk here than the JW Marriott. And plus there's a lot more streets you have to cross if you're going to the JW Marriott as well too. So um, but this hotel, similarly to the Anaheim Residence Inn, 
that I talked about, the Marriott Residence Inn, this is very similar. So uh, this is also in the Marriott family, um, but the 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 Element Hotel is it brings a little bit of a different vibe. Um, it's sort of similar to the Residence in the sense that you have a kitchen and like a, a, a space to kind of make your own things, but it's not as big or grandiose as like a Residence Inn where you fully have like a residence in the hotel. This is gonna be more of like a kitchenette. So you still have a fridge, you still have like a little stove top and um, like a microwave and things like that and dishwasher and all that stuff. But it's more on a smaller scale, probably similar to um, what you'd get in a studio villa if you're staying at one of the Disney villas, if you wanna compare it to something. It's gonna be a similar setup, but it's more of a larger size room. So you have like a dedicated seating space um, with a couch and like a place to kind of eat. Um, you have a desk area that can also double as a table if you're making your own food. That full kitchenette space, your bathroom and your bed, but it's kind of all in one space. It's not separate like mm -hmm. the Marriott residence in. So it's kind of a, a similar vibe, but not only that. But another thing that this hotel offers that the residence in doesn't is this one offers some more kid-friendly options like bunk bed version. So if you have multiple kids um, and you're they're, you know, they love kind of that bunk bed idea, this hotel has that option for uh, for the kids. There's bunk bed versions, there's two queen bed versions, there's king bed versions, and they have suites um, at this hotel too. Kids suites, regular suites. So it's a um, really nice. They've got, it also has an included breakfast as well too. Um, I'm going to rate this one a little lower uh, for the breakfast. I, I didn't like it as much, in, in my opinion, <laughs> compared to the offerings that they had at, at the Marriott Residence Inn. But there were some good things. And I feel like this hotel was going with a little bit more of like that California, um, like healthier breakfast vibe. So they had like egg white frittata and like, you know, like uh, oat milk and, and almond milk cereal options and like vegan cereals. And it's like, so they were definitely on the healthier side, but they didn't really have like, um, like just eggs, like, you know, they had like only egg white, like frittatas and like, there's like just different things. Like, you know, sometimes you want to wake up, you just want to have eggs and waffles and like, they didn't really have that. So at least, but it does change. So it could be different things. Um, and I will say this hotel is not cheap either. And by, when I say not cheap, it's, it's going to easily be in the higher 300s a lot of the times. Um, but yeah. there, but there is a lot of space in the room. So um, you're paying for a nicer room. It's got nice amenities on property, you have a, a good sized pool, you have the free breakfast included. Um, you know, the rooms are spacious, stuff like that. So it is uh, more on the expensive side. Um, but I feel the value is, um, is maybe a little bit better at the residence in but this is definitely closer than the residence in as far as walks concerned. Um, so that's why this one was on my list because it offered similar amenities, but was a little bit closer than the residence in um, and is newer. Uh, this hotel only recently opened. I think Mondo, you have a video of this on your channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's on Mondo's channel as well. If you want to search that five fires element um, by Weston. So, and, and if you want to throw that out there, it is from the Marriott family, but it's a Weston brand yeah. and we and Weston is the, the Marriott's like upper, one of their upper end brands. So that gives you an idea of why it's a little bit more money, I guess you could say, but it's definitely a resort catered towards families, um, compared to like, uh, you know, like a, like a Weston resort. This is more family oriented. I did have a chance to stay at Grand Legacy, which is also 
uh, very convenient walk on Harbor Street to Harbor Entrance of Disneyland. Uh, Grand Legacy also has parking. And when you get Grand Legacy, you're getting that for the whole fact that you're like a 10 minute walk from the entrance of Disneyland to your hotel room. Um, I enjoyed the Grand Legacy. It's it's not like something bougie by any means, but it gets the job done. Right. Uh, If you're expecting to be at the park all day and you're just trying to use it for sleep, Grand Legacy is a great choice, I think. Yeah, and they, don't they have some family-friendly options as far as the rims are concerned with, like, bunk beds and stuff, too? Yeah, I think – I'm pretty sure they do. They, they got a lot to choose from. Yeah. Uh, and also, too, anybody trying to wind down from Disneyland, they have the fifth, which is at the fifth floor of the Grand Legacy. And it's like a it's like a bar. They use – sometimes they have live music on the weekends and stuff like that. And it's a restaurant, so – uh, yes, you get, you get a lot of bang for your bucks in a Grand Legacy. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people that you know that follow the theme park space they're familiar with the Fifth because it's very popular amongst people who you know kind of showcase that, and uh, it's also got amazing views of the fireworks show on nights that they do have fireworks from your hotel. So um, that's another plus for uh, the Grand Legacy, and that is off of Harbor Boulevard, um, and it's within that resort space, right? So it's it's within the same like kind of vicinity of the resort. So you're not walking too far and you're only having to cross the street once just over Harbor Boulevard in front of Disneyland's main entrance. Um, so it's not far of a walk either. That's a less than 10 minute walk for sure. Yeah. Um, to, so that's like closer, like the best Western plus. Um, so if you're looking for um, close vicinity, the ones that the, so far, the ones that Mondo have met have mentioned with the exception of the element are going to be the closest. Um the, but that leads me to my um, my next recommendation, uh, which is a little bit closer. Uh, and it's one of literally my favorite hotels to stay at uh, whenever I go. My family stayed here and absolutely loves it. Um, I think Mondo stayed here as well, too. Um, and that's going to be the Hojo, the Howard Johnson of Anaheim. Um, that's also on Harbor Boulevard, a little bit further away, but not too far. Um, it's still maybe only a 10 to 12 minute walk. Um, and you only have to cross the street one time. Um, just over Harbor Boulevard, like all the other hotels. Um, but this hotel is has gone through renovation. The rooms are spacious. They are awesome looking. They have a big Disney theme throughout the resort and through the through the rooms. Um, and it's very retro themed. So it's got that original retro Disneyland vibe from like the 50s, 60s. So that's the style of the hotel. Um, it's been around for a very long time in Anaheim, so um, it definitely fits that vibe with the, just the buildings in themselves. Um, One thing today, if any hotel caters to family orientated, or like just if you're coming in with a family of like with kids, Hojo. Hojo. It, it, I've never heard yep. not one bad thing from people that go there with kids. Uh, they have that pool. Uh, with all the fun stuff out there. Yes, the water playground. The water playground. And and just in general, like you were saying, that Disney theme. It's all, I don't want to say you're still in the Disney bubble, but you feel like it because they do kind of cater for the Disney fan at, at the Hojo. Right. And, and you can get rooms uh, at the Howard Johnson Anaheim for as low as like $150. Um, so they have some really great deals. 
Um, it can get up there at the busier times, you know, closer to holidays, midsummer. Yeah, um, you could look at three to four hundred dollar rooms. It yeah, happens. easily, especially since they have the water playground. Uh, it's like a basically like a little water park at the hotel. The kids love it, and uh, if you're wanting something to do with the kids, um, in addition to just the the hotel in and of itself, all the hotels we've mentioned so far have uh, pool options but none of them are going to compare to the Howard Johnson's water playground area and pool um, for the family. Not only is there great places for the adults to kind of lay out, but the kids can kind of do what they want um, and swim and play on the playground. And um, you know, it's not that far. You can go to Disneyland when it starts to get hot in the summer or hotter months, come back to your hotel, relax for a little bit, go play in the play area and then go back to Disneyland at night. You just can't beat it. Like it's, it's uh, the great value that they provide at the Howard Johnson um, and the parking is convenient. It's all around the hotel. I, I really can't say enough good about it. Uh, I love it so much. Um, I stay there for D23 Expo as well too. Uh, last time I split my stay, I did half half Howard Johnson, half Anaheim uh, residents in Marriott there. So um, definitely check out the Howard Johnson. Like I said, as low as $150 sometimes, uh, depending on when you're going. I looked right now, that's kind of what it is right now in January because you know the holiday season's winding down. So it's pretty cheap. Um, but like I said, Mike, like Mondo said, you can get up to three, $400. Um, and they even offer some special themed rooms as well, too. They just opened, um, a, a mid-century modern dream for people that love that architecture style. I mean, the hotel in and of itself has a very mid-century modern theme anyway, which is probably why I think I like it so much, but they have, um, a new suite, um, that they just debuted just before D23 Expo called House of the Retro Future. And it's basically loosely themed off of the House of the Future that used to be at Disneyland, including a window that gives you the feeling that you're inside that House of the Future that used to be at Disneyland. And they even commissioned a uh, famous artist, Shag, to actually create a painting um, that was inspired by the suite and the House of the Future at Disneyland. And if those of you who don't know, Shag has, done, um, has been commissioned by Disney to do a lot of of artwork, uh, you know, he does a lot of those tiki art prints for like Trader Sam's. He's done one for the cantina. He's done lots of different things for the tiki room. So um, Shag's an, a great artist, but yeah, that suite, it's pretty expensive. I think it's like 2000 or something dollars, um, but you can only book it for a weekend. So it's like you basically you're booking it for the whole weekend. Um, and it includes a bunch of amenities. Um, but it's, it's a fun themed. It's a completely themed room. So it's not, you know, not for everyone, but it's a big space and you can share it. So um, that is something that they offer. But overall, I feel like those are uh, those are those are my top three recommendations that that I would personally recommend. Um, there are some other great options like the Westin Anaheim Resort. I personally haven't stayed there yet. Um, and I feel like it's kind of just far enough. It's like just far enough to where you kind of would like, I can't always recommend it because it's a very expensive hotel. It's a Westin. Um, so it's, it's going to be on the pricier side. It's going to be three, 400, maybe even $500 a night uh, to stay at the Westin. It's super luxurious and it's nice, um, but it's not that close. So if you're paying that, you're really paying because you want the luxury experience and you're not paying for proximity. Um, so that's why I don't always recommend that one. Plus it's just going to be a standard room. It's a luxurious room, but it's not going to include like that kitchen or anything like that, that those conveniences you might want away from home. Um, and then the other honorable mention I would say would be, um, the JW Marriott. I, I do love this hotel. Mondo and I have been here tons of times. Mondo stayed at this hotel, 
Um, I've been in the rooms a lot of times uh, from people that have been staying there. Um, but it's also a little bit further of a walk and on the higher end of the price range. So if your whole goal was to stay somewhere luxurious, but you didn't want to spend quite the prices of Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, um, the JW Marriott or the Anaheim Weston Resort would be great options for you. But both of them do um, have a little bit of a walk. So for those, you may want to consider like a shuttle, like doing a, an Uber every day to the park or... Um, or maybe having a friend drive you if you have a friend that lives locally. Uh, but they uh, uh, they don't offer a shuttle, like Mondo mentioned. Uh, I don't know if the Westin does, but I know that JW Marriott doesn't. So, um, But did you have any other honorable mentions, Mondo, on your end? Um, one that I just want to talk about because I stayed in it was the JW uh, Marriott of Anaheim. And that one... It is in walking distance, but at the same time, I feel like it's not. Um, it's a really beautiful hotel. They have great amenities from the pool. They even have like... Uh, parkistry on the roof. Parkistry on the roof, which is incredible. And then sometimes they even do like entertainment in the hotel, in the lobby. Um, that one is a good option. If, if you have money, I don't even know how else to say. <laughs> yeah. Another convenient thing about the JW Marriott too, like I mentioned, it is more of a luxurious option, but it is um, connected to the garden walk. So there yeah. is some, uh, there's some good dining available to you when you're staying at the JW Marriott because you have all those restaurants to pick from. Not only does the hotel have great restaurants itself, um, but you have those other options like P.F. Chang's, you know, bubblegum shrimp, cheesecake factory, all that stuff. Yeah, and Pizza Kitchen, it's there too. Yeah, Pizza Kitchen. And when I stayed there, it was like on a media rate, so I did not pay the full amount. But it is luxurious. It's a great five out of five. Um, they do charge parking, so you always have to be aware of that. If you stay there three days, four days, you're going to pay parking. Um, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh I think the walk from like JW to say Harbor entrance, it'll probably be like 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, it's not, yeah. that bad. it's not that bad. Uh, it's a little further out. Um, but, but you get the convenience of a more luxurious hotel and then the foods you, it's just, it's as good as it gets in this area, in my opinion. Right. That's and, why I wanted to put it out there. Yeah, to give you a perspective, um, I typically walk from Toy Story parking lot. I'm not like I'm not a person that usually likes to wait for the bus. Um, and my walk from Toy Story parking lot, which is a little bit further than the JW Marriott, um, is about 17 to 18 minutes typically um, when you're waiting for different crosswalks and things like that. Um, so the JW Marriott's kind of like maybe five minutes less than that, just because you don't have to cross another crosswalk over to Toy Story. Uh, so keep that in mind. Like Mondo said, it, it kind of sh shapes up to being about like 15 or so minutes, um, to, to walk to Disneyland. Um, it is doable. Definitely. Like, you know, it, it's easy to do. Um, but when you're tired at the end of the day, maybe not so easy to do, or maybe when you have tired kids, it's not so easy to do yeah. <laughs> with all the kids trailing along with you. Um, and as far as the pool is concerned, I can't speak for the Weston Resorts pool off of Catella. Never, never even seen it, actually. I don't even know what it looks like. But I can speak for the JW Marriott's pool. Mondo and I have spent a lot of time out there. 
um, he's used as well. It is more of a, of a higher end adult themed pool. So they have the, the day cabanas that you can rent. They have little half cabanas that you can rent. So it's, and it's got, they have a pool, a big pool bar that opens up to the lobby. So it is very like, uh, gives that kind of Vegas, like kind of adult themed pool. There's definitely kids there and it, they do welcome families and stuff like that, but it's not going to be that high themed kid environment that you'll see at Howard Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, but that about wraps up um, the, like kind of our little discussion here on all the good neighbor hotels. Hopefully you got a better sense of kind of what's out there. A lot of people just don't even know what's out there. Uh, Mondo brought some great options like the Best Western Plus, which is super cheap and affordable. Howard Johnson, super cheap and affordable, all the way up to the Westin and the JW, which are like really, really expensive. But there's some really great options that people don't realize are all around Design Resort. Great alternatives to the hotels of the Design Resort, which both of which right now are going undergoing major construction, um, but on their way to becoming some awesome, awesome hotels um, that can just really bolster the available hotels at the design resort uh, they're about to be like an unbeatable force uh in the next few years with all the things they're going to be offering at the design resort hotels but we're still a ways away from some of that so uh, these are some great alternatives for people that maybe can't afford to stay on property or don't want to mess with all that construction that's going on currently at this time but i do hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and we made your commute a little better or your day at work a little better <laughs> but go ahead and leave a review for the podcast if you liked it on whatever platform you're using um, and if you'd like to um, you can send us an email at um, podcast at the 5571.com again podcast at the 5571.com and I think if you're listening to this on um, Spotify or if you're using the anchor website um, to link to listen to the podcast there's a way for you to leave voice memos too or like a voice feedback thing and i think we can actually feature those somehow um on future episodes so um, that's an option for you as well too or if you want to send us a voice memo you can just email it to us as well um, at podcast at the 5571.com um, but thanks again so much for listening and thank you mondo for joining me again on a second week uh, on the 5571 podcast um we're definitely going to be you know lots of stuff to talk about I mean, you're going to have, uh, you know, a baby coming soon, but we've also got all these things opening. So I'm going to want all your opinions on all this stuff as you experience I, I it. I want to come back, Danny. <laughs> uh, come February, I feel like every week's going to just have something big. Happening. I know. I know. Especially with Disney 100, like, are just talking about the shows and the decor and the food, that alone. But not only that, you have the ride, then you've got Super Nintendo World and i just want to there's going to be so much to talk about so it's yeah, lots and, to do and in all reality there's still some tricks up their sleeve that hasn't been announced i don't know what it is i just feel there's something correct i i agree i agree and we don't know it yet uh the celebration hasn't even kicked off so we don't even know what's going on just yet so let's hope it's a little bit better than what we saw uh on than the, the the new year's eve special <laughs> because that wasn't that wasn't the best but uh, I'm excited for all the new things that are coming. And again, stay subscribed to the podcast. You can find uh, Mondo at Five Fires YouTube. And you can also find him on his Instagram, the Cali Bay, and on Twitter, Five Fires as well. Um, I'll link all those in the show notes just like I did before so that you can find him and subscribe to those things. Uh, and I'm sure he'll be on the podcast again in the future with right. lots of the things to talk about. We'll be back next week 
on Monday at our normal episode time and date. Um, but thank you again so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.